Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. It just feels good to get something that says, I achieved something more than going to work this week. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Salesforce, Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In today's show, our guest shares some insider tips on how to study for success. You know, I don't believe in sitting there for four hours without a break because your brain just turns to mush. Anyone's brain turns to mush. Also, we get to hear why having a guide can be a huge help when it comes to getting certified. You can go get a textbook for a college exam, but if you don't have a professor, you're going to have to teach yourself every single concept. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be covering the topic of Salesforce certifications, which ones you should get, and understanding the best and most efficient ways to get certified specifically for your learning style and a lot of tips and tricks to making sure that you know, you're not beating your head against the wall trying to get a certification. Rather, you're actually enjoying the learning process as much as you can, feeling well-equipped to utilize the skills that you're learning in a Salesforce role and getting those certifications. So with me today to cover this topic, as always, is Anita Smith. How's it going, Anita? Hey, it's going really well. Looking forward to my upcoming trip to Hawaii. Really excited about that. Yes, yes, I know. I take a lot of vacations. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, I'm a big fan of taking advantage of the beauty of remote work and these lifestyles that we get to have. So that's awesome. Yeah, I just um, travel hacking is a big part of my life. So I'm just so excited because we're utilizing the Southwest Companion Pass this year. So mm -hmm. purchase tickets using points. And then I got in for free with the Companion Pass and then for camping. So the cost of lodging is $200 for a week in Hawaii, which is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like we could do a whole episode. Maybe we should do a, a travel hacking episode for the Salesforce professional. I think that could be fun. <laughs> yes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, we are not traveling anytime soon because, of course, we have a six-year-old in kindergarten and it makes traveling a little bit harder. But I think we're going to do some quick trips I know my little brother, a lot of people don't know that. I've got a 14-year-old little brother who wants desperately to go to New York. So we're going to be going, taking him on a weekend trip to New York soon. And then my daughter wants to go on a nature trip. So I think we're going to take a trip out to Utah. So we'll do a couple of things, but nothing like the big trips uh, <laughs> I know that you like to go on. <laughs> nice. Those still sound amazing. All right. Without further ado, let's introduce our special guest. We can't have a show on certifications without the certification master, Dave Massey. For those of you who aren't familiar with Dave, he is a 10-time certified Salesforce expert. He's worked in roles ranging from junior Salesforce admin to lead Salesforce solution engineer. And he most recently founded Get4Certified, Certified, which is a premier training platform for not just attaining certifications, but truly understanding the Salesforce platform. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hi, Anita. Hi, Brad. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it is awesome to have you on. I know we've we've been talking about this for a little while, and I think with us resuming season three of the Salesforce for Everyone podcast, it made a lot of sense to 
jump right into Salesforce certifications. Obviously, it's a big topic in the Salesforce ecosystem. Like that's probably a massive understatement to call it a big topic. It's pretty much all that anyone talks about. And in my opinion, maybe a little more than they need to focus on certifications they do, but between consultancies getting, you know, improved partner scores for having certifications, employees, all the candidates, they get to, you know, post on LinkedIn and add it to their resume and put that, you know, like you have like that 10X certified beside their title. And I know that feels really good, looks really good on paper. So there's a lot of reasons that people are going after these certifications, but we're looking at, I believe we, we have what, 30 or 40 Salesforce certifications now. It can be a real struggle to figure out, especially for someone newer, which is the main audience of our show up to this point. And they're going, wow, there's all these certifications. Like, which one do I get first? And then I know last year, they went ahead and introduced a couple of new certifications to the ecosystem. And I think the most notable one for the entry-level side was the Salesforce Associate Certification. So yeah, if, if we can get started just by, you know, could you tell us your perspective on like what does the Salesforce Associate Certification serve? Like how does that help lend credibility to someone who attains that? Yeah, of course, definitely. I mean, I personally think the Associate Certification was much needed because anyone who's taken the admin cert knows how big it is and how hard it is. And, you know, from my perspective, I, I am 10 times certified, but I hold CPQ as well, which is renowned as one of the most difficult ones. Now, in my personal opinion, I put the CPQ cert as the hardest, then the admin. So that gives you an idea of how difficult the admin cert is. And sometimes it can be a bit demoralizing when people are studying and they're trying really hard to get that first certification. And it is one of the most difficult ones to get. So for me, I like the associate cert because it's, it's an entry-level certification. But a lot of what you cover in that certification actually sets the foundations, the basics for the admin cert. So I know a couple of people, when it came out, there was a couple of people scoffing at it and just going, oh, it's, it's a baby admin cert and not taking it seriously. But for me, I think it's the perfect foundation. I mean, it covers navigation, covers data model. You know, it covers a wide range of things that are really important as you go. And I think the biggest advantage I see for it as well is if you've never sat an admin certification or you've never sat any Salesforce certification before and you go onto Web Assessor and you're trying to get that green box to work so you can actually log in and get going with it, it's really quite intimidating and quite nerve-wracking. And having something like that associate cert is a good way to kind of get into it. It's almost like learning to walk before you start running because there's, you know, there's less questions. It's cheaper, which is obviously really useful. And I think it's just a really good baseline for people to get involved, get used to how the exams are and, and just build that bit of confidence, really. You spoke about how nerve-wracking it is to take the exam. Do you have any good tips or tricks on dealing with that exam anxiety, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I personally think you're always going to be anxious. You're always going to have that nervousness going into an exam. But I don't see that as a negative. I think it's good because, one, it shows that you care. And two, it shows that you you know, you you kind of got the adrenaline flowing. You're ready to go. You're not just walking into an exam and thinking, ah, this is easy, this. I don't need to worry about it. It's a really good feeling to have. Now, for me, I always get nervous before an exam. Always. The night before, I can't sleep proper. I sit down to take the exam. And again, like I've mentioned before, you've got to mess around with Web Assessor, getting that green box going. And then your heart starts racing, your palms start sweating, and suddenly your mind goes blank. And for me, a couple of the big tips I've always had is 
one is have confidence in yourself. Like if you're going into a certification exam, there's a reason. You've done your research, you've done your studying, you've done a lot of hands-on or old messing around and stuff like that is have confidence in yourself. Just look at everything. I've put X amount of hours in here. I'm ready. I'm good to go. And then when you go in there, you feel that confidence as well. Another thing I always use to kind of deal with the nervousness is just take a deep breath when you start. And again, I always do this. I hit the start button. I just take a deep breath. I just count to 10. And I just try and slow my heart rate down, slow my breathing down and put myself in a better place mentally. So that when I'm looking at the questions, I'm not panicking. And then there's there's loads of other exam tips you can look at. But when we're dealing with nervousness and, and anxious, that's kind of where I focus on really. Yeah, I think that's that's excellent advice. And I think a lot of people want that nervousness to go away. It reminds me of the way like people think we should eventually just be happy all the time. If we could just get to this point where we're just happy all the time, that would be amazing. And it's just not a reality. And I think it's similar with the Salesforce certifications where it's like you think at some point you should be able to walk in there and just feel 100% confident. And I think that's good to hear from you, Dave. Like you still get exceptionally nervous walking into a situation like that. And I feel the same way. I mean, I usually don't plan my exams out ahead for that reason. I just get anxious about it. So I, as much as I possibly can, I'll just go in the day of and I'll say, do you have a spot available in like 30 minutes? And let me just get this over with because I don't want to feel nervous about it. And I think another thing that comes to mind is having... Um, one of our members, Ivy, just got her Salesforce administrator certification. And she's actually got a TikTok channel where she is documenting the whole process and how she feels. And it's really a, a good insight into the behind the scenes view of how a real person who's doing this uh, really for the first time actually feels in the emotions. And I know part of what I saw her do was she had a plan for if she failed already planned out. So she wasn't scared necessarily of failing. She knew that there's a possibility that that is the outcome from this experience. And so I think it gave her more confidence and just settled her a little bit knowing if I pass, I'm going to be so excited. And if I fail, I'm going to be so disappointed, but I'm not going to fail and not know what to do. I'm going to fail and I've already got next steps in place. And that feels really good to know that this isn't the end. This is just part of this journey to this next certification. And and that's really fantastic. I also wanted to, number one, agree with you on the value of the associate certification. I know the moment that I heard it was released or that it was coming, I was like, man, really? Like for the last 10 years of my experience, right? Since 2010, the Salesforce administrator certification was the entry-level cert. It always has been. It's what we all knew it as, like the dinosaurs of the ecosystem. We just kind of knew it as the entry-level cert. And then Never in the last decade have they ever done this to us. And suddenly we have a more entry-level certification than the admin cert. And from my perspective, you know, operating talent stacker and doing these trainings and watching people go through the emotional aspects of breaking into a new career, it was really cool to see people have an opportunity to say, I failed the admin exam, but I went and took the Salesforce associate exam and I passed. And that felt really, really good. I know it's not all for nothing. I know that I'm actually learning. And I'm getting somewhere and it gave them a really nice mental milestone to go, I got this, I'm making progress. And so I've, I've really enjoyed seeing that certification come to life. And you're right, there was a crazy amount of (laughs) backlash when that initially came out. But um, yeah, I think we're all better for it in the ecosystem. So yeah, I mean, for me, I I would love to go next into um, a little bit about what you do at Get4 Certified. And before we dive in on the details of what you offer. I would like to understand 
What made you say we need a company like Get Force Certified? Because I know, I know my story, right? I know why we decided talent stackers should exist and that should be a thing. So I would love to hear the origin story of why does Dave Massey decide Get Force Certified is something this ecosystem needs? Definitely happy to dive into that. So the reason that I set up Get Force Certified was basically because of my story getting into the, the Salesforce ecosystem. So without boring you to death by taking ages to tell you about my stories, essentially before Salesforce, I was a travel agent, a travel consultant. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, I quickly found myself really without a job, essentially. So I have a wife, I've got two children, I've got a mortgage, I've got a big dog to look after. So I had to basically get up and running, earning money quickly. So I had a look around, had a look at cybersecurity, and then someone suggested Salesforce. That's where I started diving in. Now, when it came to studying, I've always been quite methodical in what I do. And I always have had a certain way of doing it. And it's always worked really well for me. And it's always worked really well for people who have taught it, who've used it. And I got the Udemy courses. I went and got other online courses, other online resources. And, and what I found was is different types of material were spread everywhere, all over the internet. You know, you had to get two or three Udemy courses. You then had to get two or three independent courses. Then you had Trailhead and then you had Salesforce help. And there was just so much to look at. And for me, because I'm quite an organized guy, I like having everything set up, ready to go. So when I started planning out and I was like, right, I've got to go to this website for this, this website for that, this website for that. It just felt it was making the, what was already a tough task getting the admin cert, it was making it even more difficult. So I looked at Get Force Certified and I, and I decided that I was going to do this. Now, as a couple of people probably know, um, I have a Udemy course as well, which was my way of kind of testing the water because, as you know, there's people who've been training, doing Salesforce training for a long time and they've been established for a long time. So I needed to gauge and kind of see, would my method work for people? And luckily, it took off pretty much straight away from when I launched it. And I got loads of feedback saying, this is really good. And, you know, the structure's good. The way you're teaching's good. And I looked and I thought, well, how can I improve that? I want to take that to the next level. And I couldn't do it on any other learning platform. There was no way for me to do it. It just didn't have the features. So I started doing a bit of research and I looked at what I wanted. And, and the thing for me that I always pride myself on is I always try and deliver clear, concise, and comprehensive material. What I don't want to do is muddy the water. You don't need to know all the details. It's it's a bit like when, when you're putting together a jigsaw. Do you know what I mean? You need to know the outline and you start putting your corners together. And then as you start putting more pieces together, it all falls together. But when you look at a jigsaw, you don't take a single piece, plot that in the middle, and then try to put all the individual pieces there. You need like a, a framework to work to. And that was what I wanted to do with Get Force Certified is I wanted to kind of tackle it from different ways. So we have the video lessons, so the video lessons that I've put together. Again, they follow a very clear structure. We have an introduction. We then head into Salesforce and actually look at the concept and how it works. And then we'll configure it. And then we work through a business use case before finishing off with a summary of it. So we're really tackling it from all different angles. But then on top of that, we have cheat sheets as well. And the idea behind these cheat sheets are not to replace the video lessons. That's not what they're there for. What they're there for is to provide a quick way to review that concept because we've all been there ourselves where we need to quickly go over a concept, but we might have a seven or eight minute video and we don't have time to go through a seven or eight minute video or you know scrub through it to try and find the places. We just need to know the information quickly. 
And then once we know that, it brings everything back to the front of our mind. And again, that kind of goes into the video lessons as well. Is I try to keep all the lessons to a maximum of seven to 10 minutes. Ideally, if I can get a concept done in five minutes, that's perfect because I know I've got a short attention span and I wouldn't expect people to listen to me witter on for 10, 20, 30 minutes because I don't want to hear myself for 10 or 20, 30 minutes. So yeah, that was kind of that. And then as I started doing that, I thought, well, what about mock exams? What about practice exams to start and get the reps in of going through the questions, getting the answers, but not just being told this is right, actually being told why it's right and why the other answers were wrong. So again, it was just providing that extra layer of training and tutoring and teaching to people by, well, one is we go through the video lessons where we actually see hands-on configuration. Then we have the cheat sheets to review. And then to really solidify that knowledge, we have the mock exams and the practice exams. And again, the reason that I, I built them how I built them is people might see this as well, is if you get asked the same questions over and over again in the same pattern and the answers are in the same pattern, what happens is you learn the patterns. You don't actually learn the questions and you suddenly go, right, well, I know after this question, I've got this question and I know the answers C. So what I really wanted to do was not just mix the questions up. So the way the question banks work is we have a selection of like two to 300 questions, which is growing week on week as I add more questions. But what it does is it takes a select amount from them as per the exam weighting, and then it actually randomizes the order of the answers as well. So everything's completely randomized. You cannot learn the systems or the patterns at all. That is so cool. That makes me want to sign up right away. I love the idea of kind of a, a cheat sheet. And I am one of those people who memorizes the answers and I get fall into that pattern. Uh, so I already have my admin cert. What other certifications do you have available to prep on your your site? So at the moment, we've got the associate. So we've got the associate and we've got the admin. Uh, we also have a flow fundamentals course as well, which is to get you up and running quickly with flows. But I'm now working on more courses as well. So the one that I'm about halfway through at the moment is the platform app builder course. But again, the reason it takes so long to build these courses is it's not as simple as you would think. For every one hour of content you see, it's taken me between 10 and 15 hours because what I'll do is I'll write my script, I'll record it, and then I review it. And then I start cutting out all the stuff that doesn't need to be there. So you get it really concise. But then what happens is I'm not happy with that because I can see the changes in the video. So then I re-script it and re-record it again to get it to the point where it needs to be. So yeah, I'm working through the platform app builder now. And then from there, this is something I think I'm going to open up as a LinkedIn poll is to what certification next. Because for me, I think the associate, the admin, and the app builder are essentially the fundamentals in my opinion. Even if you're going to go down the developer route, I genuinely think you need those because you need to understand what you can do with Salesforce before you start getting carried away with code. And I've seen some really unusual coding orgs that didn't need to be there. But I think once you get those fundamentals, then you move on. And one thing that's really close to me is the BA, the business analyst cert, because that is such a foundational skill. And I've worked with people you know, who've been expert BAs and the impact that they can have, not just on the customer, but on the team that they're working with is massive. And I think that should be you know, something really high up on people's list is BA certs. And then from there, I'm really going to kind of look at it. I think for a good consultant, you should have like a base layer. So like for the base layer, I think you need your associate, but you need your admin. I think you need your app builder. 
But then what I also think you need is sales cloud and service cloud and potentially experience cloud because once you've got that knowledge and you've got that experience, then you become really, really valuable in the ecosystem. Now, that's not to try and put people off by saying, look, you need five or six certifications because you don't. It's just to kind of say like, this should be really what you've got your eye on over two to three years. So you know you've set that foundation. Yeah, I definitely plan on taking your platform at Builder as soon as that's ready. For someone like me, I already have my admin. I already have my BA cert. What's your opinion on going back and taking the associate cert? Do you already have the other certifications? Yeah, it's an interesting question that. So I guess it's up to you. I mean, you might be like a Pokemon fan and want to collect them all. As you know, as we see with people who've got 30-odd certifications, then you sit there. And, and I know with my 10 certifications, I know I can't be as in-depth on each of those products as I want. So if you've got 20, 30, then either all you're doing is Salesforce 24 hours a day or you know your knowledge is going to drop a bit. But I guess it depends on you. If you, you want to do it and you want to add another certification, then by all means, go for it. I mean, the reason I took it was to understand what was in it, to understand what this new certification was. And because I try to do as much as I can in the ecosystem to help people new to get into Salesforce and to train them, it felt a bit disingenuous to try and create a course or try and do anything like that for people or advise them to take it if I'd not taken it. I'd probably say it's entirely up to you. If you fancy it, have a go at it. Why not? Yeah, I think that's fair. I I took it. I thought it was fun. It was similar to you. I, I think for me, it was it was that. It was like, if we're going to build a course, if we're going to coach people on this, if we're going to try to tell them where this fits into the ecosystem, then yeah, pretty interesting coming from someone who's never tried to take it or not certified, right? Like getting your coaching from someone who hasn't achieved what you're attempting to achieve. I wouldn't take advice from someone who who hasn't done what I want to do. I think too, I wanted to step back to your initial creation of Get4 Certified. And it reminds me some parallels of starting Talent Stacker. And it was that I think if I'm in your shoes, and I think what you did say is that, you know, you look around and there's clearly certification content available a lot, right? Like a lot, a lot. Everything from credible sources, right? To one of my personal pet peeves is when somebody gets their first certification and they barely pass. And yesterday they were scared to death that they were going to fail the exam. And today they're writing a blog post trying to coach everyone else on how to pass the exam and how to be the best at it. And it's like, you know, you should go write the content you want to write. It's nothing against those people. If you want to get your name out there, but... I know I've seen a couple of people coin the phrase of entry-level Salesforce gurus. And it's really interesting to see people attempt to paint themselves as the coach, the instructor, the Salesforce guru. And they've got a certification that they barely passed. And most of the people I see writing those blog articles haven't landed a job yet, right? They're writing how to be a Salesforce expert and pass a certification test, and they haven't quite landed a job. And I've I've even seen not to make a full list of my pet peeves, but um, I've even seen, you know, being on our side of trying to help people land entry-level jobs, I've seen people who are struggling to land entry-level jobs coach other people on how to land entry-level jobs. And it's crazy. Like, it's amazing. And I, so I think I take a step back and say, if there's any advice I could give to people trying to pass a certification test, trying to learn your study methods, trying to break into Salesforce careers, it would be make sure you're taking advice from credible sources. And you can usually tell, you know, like, don't take advice from people who have not achieved what you're attempting to achieve. 
And don't assume that somebody on LinkedIn or somebody on Facebook has achieved that. Like a lot of people can speak with confidence and they can write comments with confidence. But the reality is they're not anywhere close to where you're trying to get. So try to make sure you're getting your credibility from people like Dave, right? And I would say people like Anita and people like myself, obviously biased. But I would just say like, look for people who have credibly achieved what you're looking to achieve before you start taking advice from the thousands of talking heads that are going to be out there in the world. The other thing I wanted to mention is I love your jigsaw analogy. I've thought about that before too. And it's so true. And to me, you hit on you know trying to get that construct around the outside before you start trying to fill in some of these more you know random pieces that are sitting somewhere in the middle. And, and it is so important. And I would say the other thing too, is that I've seen a lot of people on any type of learning they attempt to skip around and just do what they think is important. And I would just say for learners out there, humble yourself and take guidance, right? Like take guidance from the people you're looking to be guided by. And the worst thing you can do is say, hey, I want your guidance. And then they give you a five-step process and you use three of the five steps because you didn't think step two and four were important to you. And if you're thinking about that as a jigsaw puzzle and you're putting that together, just imagine... I'm only going to do the outside and then I'm going to do a few pieces in the top right corner. And now I think I've got what it takes. And But if you look at it, it's garbage. Like you are nowhere close to complete. You are nowhere close to having everything you need to have a comprehensive view. And you may pass the test with a 65 and you had to guess on 15 of the questions and you just happen to luck out and pick the right answers. And you may pass. But I can tell you when you go to interviews... And when you go to try to take your next certification test that is scaffolding on top of that knowledge, and when you go to try to apply these concepts in the real world on a real project for a real company, it's going to be very clear that the puzzle is incomplete. So just be thoughtful of getting that comprehensive learning and actually taking guidance from those that you're seeking guidance from. And not to butter our brown nose, uh, Dave, but I will say that something that struck me about you, Dave, early on when I saw you in the community groups is how communal you were, number one, you actually cared about the individuals that you were attempting to give guidance to, and you're actually a good educator. And I think that's a really big deal when we think about, especially when we think of something as technical as a certification training, right? You have to learn from a good educator. You could go out to a certified technical architect with 30 certifications But if they're not a good educator, they're not going to be able to convey the content to you in a meaningful way. And on the other side of that too, if they fail or you struggle or you're not picking it up right away, a lot of people will just go, ah, forget it. Like you're not smart enough to pass. You can't do this. And they'll just run away from you because they're not actually vested in you as a person. They just want you to pass real quick, buy their product and get out of their hair. And I will say those are two things that really compelled me to say, like, we need to have Dave on the show. We need to make sure that Dave is a meaningful part of how we're training people in Talent Stacker because we want to surround ourselves with people who are quality educators and they actually care about the results of the individuals. So yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So where should we head next? All right. So my question for you, Dave, how do you do it all? Because for me, when I was studying for my Salesforce admin exam, I was unemployed, so I had all the time in the world to study. But as I landed my first job and working 40 hours a week, I did not have the time to study for any other certs. And I know this whole time you've been working and you're 10x certified. How did you do that? (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I don't have any friends or a social life. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, to be honest, I was very, very fortunate with the role that I landed my initial role. So, yeah, it was tough to get my first certifications because I got my admin cert and my app builder cert before I even got into a role in Salesforce. But a lot of what I did was just really spending my time deliberately, which is, you know, some of the study tips I go into is I wouldn't just necessarily sit down for an hour and just then look at Trailhead and go, right, where do I begin? Before I went to every single study session that I boxed off for myself, I knew what I was going to study and I knew what my objective was of that. So I was just very, very deliberate with how I was studying. And there's kind of a lot that goes into certification prep. It's not just a simple case of, right, I'm going to get my admin cert. I'm just going to work through Trailhead and then see what happens is, you know, I go through these processes on Get Force Certified as well, where, you know, the first thing you should do is you look at the exam guide. There is so much information within there. It's almost like a cheat sheet in itself. It it tells you what you're going to be asked, essentially. It tells you the concepts you need to know. It tells you the topics you need to know. And it gives you even the weighting so you can work out how many questions you're going to get asked per section. And then what I would do is I would then look at all the objectives as well. So I'd start with the section and I'd say, right, well, I'm going to get 20% on that section. So I know that works out X amount of questions. Then I would look at the objectives and I'd pick each objective apart and work out what it was going to ask me, you know, what kind of concepts it was going to cover. And then I'd kind of extrapolate all that information into a spreadsheet and then just get like a cheat list of concepts that I needed to know. And then when I was starting to map out when I was going to study, I'd then start building them into those sections. So I knew when I was sitting down to study, I was going to cover you know, process builders, for example, which was on the admin cert. And it still is now, though I think it's going to get removed in the next year or so. So I was doing that. Um, so that that really helped because it just made sure that when I was spending you know, like two hours a day studying or three hours a day studying, I was actually spending those I was studying and I wasn't spending 25% of the time trying to figure out what I should be studying and then another 25% of the time trying to find that information. So it just maximized the time. But when I actually got my first role, it was a bit like a baptism by fire. Um, so it was for a small consultancy in the UK. And the best thing about this company was they didn't protect you, which may sound a bit crazy, but it, it was actually really useful because it was simple as rather than giving me small things to, which they did initially to make sure I wasn't going to dis- destroy anything and to make sure I knew what I was doing, is they just kind of threw me in at the deep end, which was brilliant because I was surrounded by some really good guys who kind of put their arm around me and said, right, Dave, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. And because I was working on so many projects in so many orgs with so many products, that knowledge started building itself. But the way I try to to explain this to people as well is, when you're looking at a certification, none of these certifications are in isolation. They all complement each other. So, you know, you look at your admin, for example, and when you study your admin, you've got a section on sales and a section on service. And they then can branch off into well, exams and certifications themselves. Now, when you're learning them, you're building so much knowledge that's going to be used elsewhere as well. So, for example, like CPQ. In order to learn CPQ, you need to understand Sales Cloud, the basics of it, to get an idea for how it's going to work. Now, I know it isn't a prerequisite on the actual exam, but I think it's incredibly beneficial. Same as field service. If you understand Service Cloud, then field service becomes a lot easier. So it's been strategic. So the way that I structured my certifications, and this was purely by accident, by the way, this wasn't something I planned. It just 
happened to fall quite lucky. If you look at the progress I went through, you can actually see as I'm doing one after the other, it's the next logical step for people who know about Salesforce. But again, I was someone who didn't know about Salesforce at that point, And I was just like, right, well, I'm working on Sales Cloud, so I'll get that certification. I'm working on Service Cloud, so I'll get that certification. So it was just being strategic and being deliberate in what I was doing that really allowed me to, well, maximize my time. And again, the study techniques that I used really just allowed me to learn faster and to learn, well, quicker. Yeah, I like that there's a legitimate strategy emerging to getting certifications. Like you said, I am a Pokemon fan. Like that is my generation growing up. And there is that concept of those people who just want to get the certification so that they have it kind of thing. But I think there's also people who just, I think this is probably most people, if I had to, you know, wander a guess, would be the most people just want to work on a certification to fill a tangible result of being successful or being productive or making progress, right? It just feels good to get something that you can put on a resume or put on a LinkedIn profile that says, I achieved something more than going to work this week. And that's cool. And I think it's a good mental win and it makes you feel more confident too, which is you know, almost important is actually having the skills themselves is feeling confident enough that I'm not just a nobody. Like I can figure this stuff out because I have these certifications and that means I'm good at this. But having that true strategy of, you know, we've seen if you take the Salesforce Associate certification first, then there's going to be overlap, literal overlap with the questions and content you're going to see on the admin exam. And if you take the admin exam, there's going to be literal content overlap with what you see on the platform app builder exam. So going in that order, associate, admin, platform app builder, it's quite literally making the next progression easier. It's not as hard as going, I'm going to do platform app builder right away before I do anything else. It is significantly easier because you have the prerequisites in front of you both because you're a little bit more knowledgeable, but also because you quite literally have already studied that content that is on that exam. And I'm sure that that applies to your point in many other exams, which is just another reason to get your guidance from people who have experience in this area, right? Not just a bunch of people with certifications, but people who actually understand the certifications and the mechanics of them and how they work and why they work and what those test creators are trying to get out of you when they design these exams, right? So I think that's that's all really, you know, enlightening to people who are new to the ecosystem. So one thing I wanted to ask you Dave was what do you feel? I mean, I'm not going to name any names. Most of us, many of us know, you can just go Google it. Let me go take a Salesforce admin certification test. What are the best resources, right? You'll find some Udemy stuff, you'll find some other websites. Your stuff would obviously show up. But what do you feel to you makes you different, right? Like we've got the cheat sheets. We've got, in my opinion, your mock exams are fundamental. And we've seen, you could, again, you could go Google Salesforce administrator certification mock exams. In my opinion, your mock exams are, I would say at least 20% better than any other, you know, the second best competing mock exam on the market. And there's a lot of reasons for that. So if you wouldn't mind talking a little bit about those major differences and I would also say a little bit about your focus on learning strategy, that we don't all learn the same, especially with concepts that are coming out right now and being focused on more things like neurodivergence and people who you know, quite literally have different ways of learning than other people. And I know that you adapt your content to be geared towards helping people from different thinking patterns. So uh, yeah, if you don't mind talking a little bit about that, like what makes your program different? And then if you don't mind touching on the different types of learning styles. 
Yeah, definitely happy. So the reason that I would say my content's different, and the first thing I want to say here is that there are lots of different content out there, and I do firmly believe everyone has a certain way of learning. Now, that's not to say that everyone's going to learn the way they want to learn if they take my course, because they won't. We all learn different ways. Now, I reckon I've covered about 80% of it, but there are going to be different courses out there that might be a better fit as well. So you know, just put that disclaimer up there as well. But I mean, the way that I approached it was... I know people learn in different modalities in different ways. Some people can sit there with a book and they can read for two hours and they'll remember 80% of what they've read, which is absolutely incredible people who do that. Other people can watch YouTube videos, Udemy videos, and they'll remember that stuff straight away. Whereas other people need to be more hands-on and they need to actually carry out the steps bit by bit to really understand. And For me, I wanted to encompass all them because I see it as a bit of synergy as well. I don't think it's as simple as one plus one plus one equals three because it isn't. It could be one plus one plus one equals 50 because they all add to each other. So as I kind of mentioned earlier on with the video lessons, they're not just a screen share of me going, right, click here, click here, click here, click here, because that doesn't solve anything. What we do first is we first talk about the actual concept itself. So, you know, it's a mix between slides and me actually in Salesforce showing you how to do it. And we'll go through the slide first where we'll say, lead assignment rules, this is what they do. You know, this is what they're used for. This is a typical use case, etc." Then we head into Salesforce and I've walked you through the steps of how you would configure them. And we go into more details as well. So the slides at the beginning, they're not like war and peace. They're not 500 words or, you know, 27 slides. They're just basically signposts. That's the easiest way I can describe them is there are signposts. So look, this is what we're doing. This is what you're going to learn. Kind of, you know, how Trailhead um, modules do it as well. They have learning objectives. It's a bit like that, really. So then we head into Salesforce. And within Salesforce, again, I'm not just flying through stuff. I'm actually explaining as I'm clicking it. So I'm not just going, this is step one, this is step two, this is step three. I'm giving you the reason why we do it. Because one thing I learned with kids is if you try and tell them to do something, without giving them a reason, they won't do it (laughs) because they don't understand. And I'm the same as well. If someone asks me to do something, I have to understand why I'm doing it. I'm not just going to go and do it without understanding the reason. So yeah, so we go through the reason and how we do stuff. And again, like I say, I have to edit it quite a bit because sometimes I I can go too detailed. But yeah, I bring it back and we keep focused on that. Then after we've done it together, what I'll then do is go to a business use case and I'll say, you know, X, Y company needs to do X, Y, Z, you know, go ahead and and do it. And at that point, you've got two options. You can either just let the video play and you can follow along as I do it again, or what you can do and what a lot of people do is they pause the video. So you pause the video and then you go and create the solution as you see fit. And then you can check your learning as well. So that's a really good bit. I mean, ideally, I'd love to be able to do the whole trailhead thing of, you know, being able to check your working, but I don't think Salesforce is going to let me do that. So I've got to kind of put that on the back burner. But then following on from that, we have another signpost at the end, which is the slide basically saying, this is it. You know, this is the summary of what we've done. And this is more detail. So we have that just for the video lesson. And then when we move actually onto the cheat sheets themselves, they're not just PowerPoint presentations or anything like that. They're actually like mind maps. So we'll have the concept in the middle. And then we have the branches that it goes off to. And then we have the details within that as well. But they're colored as well. So that there's actually color to them. So they're not just black and white or, you know, gray and white or anything like that. And again, the reason behind that is when you're learning, and this is kind of coming on to the second question is 
when you're learning, you generally learn either visually, auditory, or kinesthetic. Now, with the approach I've taken, I'm hitting all three at the same time, but you don't realize it because we are doing the visual stuff, which could be reading and it could be watching videos. We're doing the auditory stuff because you've got to listen to me as I explain what we're doing. And then we're doing the kinesthetic stuff as well because you've got to carry out what I'm doing. So you're really kind of hitting it. And then just to really summarize it, you've got to look at it. Well, you don't have to, but you've got a cheat sheet as well to look at. So, you know, my approach was to do that. And again, a big thing for me is I believe in learning in, in short, sharp bursts. You know, I don't believe in sitting there for four hours without a break because your brain just turns to mush. Anyone's brain turns to mush. So what I like to do is I like to go, right, we're looking at this concept and five minutes, you're done. So five minutes, you've got that. You look at your cheat sheet and then you can move on to the next one. But what I tend to recommend and what a lot of people do is they'll do a concept, they'll do the cheat sheet, and then they'll just take a break, just a 30-second, two-minute break. You know, we're not on about like going, taking the dog for a walk for half hour. We're on about just get your eyes away from the screen, get a bit of movement, and come back and do the next concept as well. Now, that works really well because it just maintains that you're fresh, that you're going through stuff. And, you know, as I've mentioned before, some of the training I tried to watch, there was videos that were 30 minutes long now. Generally, I can't sit still for 30 minutes without moving anyway. So watching a video for 30 minutes is pretty tough for me, even just keeping my attention on it. So I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to, for people to be able to log on and just go, right, I need to look at, you know, validation rules. Bang, there we are. Five, six minute video. We're done. We've done it that way. Because again, that helps with uh, revision and stuff like that. So that was it. And again, time was a thing. So I've got two kids, I've got a dog, I've got a busy house. You know, I can't sit there for hours. I can't carve out four or five hours of a day. I might be lucky to get half hour to 45 minutes before everyone gets up or half hour to 45 minutes when they go to bed or even half hour of my lunch break. So I need to be able to go in there and make sure that I could cover as much as I can. And if I know in my head, I'm right, well, I'm weak on on formulas or I'm, I'm weak on reports or I'm weak on dashboards. I need to be able to go in there, find exactly what it is, and then within five or six minutes, be able to go over that concept. And that becomes particularly useful when you're really getting ready to prep for your exam, because we all have areas where we can't. Even now, there's certain things in Salesforce that I have to Google every time because I just can't remember it. But I know that's my limitation, and I know where to find the information. And when it comes to the exam, there's always going to be concepts that you're really good with, you're really strong with, you read them once, you practice them once, and they're in your head. You'll never forget them. And then there's others where you'll read it four or five, six times and you'll practice it four or five, six times and you go to bed, you wake up the next day and oh, forgot it. So, you know, having these short sessions means before your exam, you can attack them. You can go, right, well, I know I need to recap that. I need to recap that. And I need to recap that. You know, I know it's a long-winded answer, but essentially what I'm, what I'm doing is we look at every single aspect of your learning of how you do it. And again, this is something I'm working on as well, as you mentioned, is because I study in a specific way. I want to create something so people can look at that and they can understand it and they can kind of pick and choose what they want as well. So we, we take it from all different angles and then we just provide a really quick and easy way to reference the information that you need. That's amazing. I love all those insider tips and tricks you just shared, especially about, you know, watching the video and then looking at the cheat sheet. A lot of times, you know, a lot of people are pivoting from a different career who are just getting into Salesforce. You know, it's been a while since college days, or if they didn't even go to college, it's been a while since most people have last studied for exams. So you forget how to study and it's helpful where there's a guide and someone shows you the best way to study. So I was thinking, um, going back 
earlier where both you and Bradley were talking about how the certifications build on top of each other. I kind of have a request, which would probably help you figure out what exam to focus on next. But I'm thinking you should create kind of a, a map of what certifications overlap each other so you know the order to take them. Because, well, I was studying for a CPQ specialist. Now I'm not so sure after you said it was the hardest <laughs> one, but I didn't realize taking the sales cloud certification would help with that. So now I'm like rethinking my order of operations on certs, but I think having some sort of map would really help out everyone. Yeah, I could definitely look at that. I mean, it is something I've been considering because again, I know I was really fortunate in the way that I took my certifications and, you know, I've seen some people go down different routes of it. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people just go and get the PD1 to begin with, which is nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but Again, I've worked with some developers in the past who all they've had is PD1. They've not had their admin or their app builder. And if the only tool you've got is a hammer, then every problem looks like a nail. And, you know, you see some coding for something which could be done with Flow or could even be done with a standard feature, but you don't know, you know, because they don't know it. They don't know it. They've not seen it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, the, I'm definitely going to consider that 100%. So thank you very much for that suggestion. Well, it has been absolutely incredible having you on. And I appreciate you so much for spending this time with us and dedicating this time to this audience to you know, help share information about how certifications work and what you should be looking for when you're looking to achieve passing certification exams and really which ones to take in general. I wanted to ask before we let you go, what's the best way to get more information about Get4 Certified? And what's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, well, the best way to get more information is to head to www.getforcertified.com. So you'll find us there. And again, you can see all the courses there that we've got. You can see a bit more about me and again, just kind of how we approach things. And um, to connect with me, just drop me a message on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect. So just reach out. And yeah, and I always try and get back to all my messages as well. So it might take a day or two, especially with the time zone. But if you do drop me a message, then I'll definitely try and get back to you. All right. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining the show. It's been great having you. So for all those listeners out there who want to get started, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start to join the free five-day challenge and also head over to getforcertified.com if you are studying for an exam. Yeah, that is absolutely what you should be doing. And I would just say as like a finish to this episode that a lot of what you're going to see online is Salesforce has this amazing tool called Trailhead, and it's completely free. And I would just leave you with the idea that you can go get a textbook for a college exam, but if you don't have a professor, then all it is is a textbook, and you're going to have to teach yourself every single concept. So when you're going out and you're working with someone like get Certified and Dave Massey, that is the difference between having a textbook and attending a class with a professor who is walking you through those concepts and getting you to the finish line. So Trailhead is an amazing free tool, absolute, you know, incredible resource for the community. In my opinion, it is not everything you need because you need someone to explain these things to you. And like we talked about today, having different learning styles. So if you are getting value from this podcast and you're enjoying the guests we're having on and you're enjoying the topics that we're covering, if you don't mind, just click subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and be sure to go leave us a review. And if you can, leave us a written review. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions. And later in this season, we're going to be having Q&A episodes where we're answering your questions. 
And the best way to leave a question is to head over to talentstacker.com forward slash voicemail and leave us a voice message there. And we will get that answered on the show. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonza. If you like what we do at this scrappy can-do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.